Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher. I'm a mystic, a spiritual midwife, and a transformational guide. And today I am delighted to welcome Claudia Parada to be with us. Welcome, Claudia. Thank you so much, Joni. I feel so excited to be here with you. <laughs> yes. Yay. It's Yay. been a, a long time coming. Yes. Um, it does feel like that. And then also it feels really perfect in its, in its own way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would love to share with our listeners a little bit more about you, Claudia. Oh, so yeah, I'm going to dive in and just share that Claudia is a holistic life coach with a passion for working with people of color and supporting them to remember and reimagine the way they heal together in today's world. She's a San Francisco Bay Area native, and she has a background in Latino, Latina studies, and integral counseling psychology. And she blends all of this with wisdom gained from her five-year apprenticeship in Mesoamerican tradition to support her clients with uncovering their own inner wisdom around what health and healing mean for them. Whew. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And there's, there's so many things that jump out at me just as I share that. And I guess the first one is, is really that Mesoamerican tradition. And can, can you explain to us what that means and, and what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. And so I also want to disclaim too, is that I feel that it's really important to say that I'm speaking from personal experience. Um, and so I just want to name that I'm not the the guru expert or the know-all in Mesoamerican traditional medicine. Mm. Um, but I do really love to share and work from these principles that it is that I've learned from. Mm. And um, the way that I, the way that I've learned and experienced Mesoamerican traditional medicine is that we have indigenous ways of knowing and wisdom from that part of the world, from Latin America. And particularly my, my teachers are from Mexico. Mm -hmm. And so um, when we talk about um, accessing inner truth and uh, communal wisdom and traditional wisdom, we notice that, oh, wow, there's so many commonalities between the way that there are indigenous ways of knowing in Mexico and then in Guatemala and then in Nicaragua, which is where my family's from. Mm -hmm. And so when we say Mesoamerican traditional medicine, I'm really talking about a lot of the common ways that we know uh, from Latin America. Mm. Yeah, so I, I'm just feeling 
kind of the presence or the bringing online that that aspect of uh, or that that geography that wisdom I, I just it kind of feels like this presence that's coming to the table mm. to be here with us today and that you while you may not be the expert or the guru you are the voice for mm. that today here in in this community so I appreciate you saying that thank you yeah, I just want to honor that and and welcome, like welcome that way of knowing and welcome that wisdom. And there there is so much in all the indigenous ways, but I, I welcome specifically today your tradition. So I would just love to hear more like, so what are, you know, what are some of the unique ways or what are some of, some of the ways that 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 tradition accesses inner knowing or does healing work? Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the way that I've experienced it and the way that it is that I share with people who I work with mm -hmm. is the principle or not even the principle, but just the part that I mentioned about we all have that inner knowing, that voice, that pull that tells us, hey, there is something that's talking to you that's guiding you. Mm. And that is, you know, the intuition or the magic and also higher self and connection to universe and mother earth, mm. connection to the cosmos and the ancestors mm -hmm. that really can teach us and guide us and move us and talk to us if we're listening. Mm. Um, and so that's number one for me, that mm -hmm. one that I felt <clears throat> the, one of the most important. And then additionally, we look at the sacred elements. We look at water and wind and fire and earth to also bring us teachings of how do those elements live within us how are they moving around us? What messages are they bringing to us? As well as emotions, right? We talk about um, emotions as itis or airs. And again, like everything is a messenger if we're listening. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. mm. So can you give me just an example about that? I'm, I'm curious because it's the first time I've ever heard that related to emotions specifically. So mm -hmm. do you have an example either from your own life or, or just a kind of a hypothetical? Yeah. Oh, I love that you asked that question. Yeah. I'm thinking about even in this present moment, as I'm like talking, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm feeling into what it is to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And there is an energy in my belly, right? That I'm feeling rise up into my chest and then moves and releases out through my voice, right? Mm -hmm. And that feels like there's a tension that is moving. You know, the way that energy, or maybe, mm -hmm. maybe I won't say you know, but mm -hmm. I, I think that maybe was an assumption, but <laughs> there's an experience that I think that we all have if we become aware of it that we have 
bodily sensations, we have access to memory, where there's energy moving through us. And that can often be an emotion. Mm-hmm. And that is the way that I try and connect to the two emotions. So maybe this is an emotion that I'm experiencing now of that, of that energy rising in my belly and then coming out of my, out of my, out of my mouth through my voice as excitement, as mm-hmm. nerves. Mm-hmm. And what is it telling me? You know, mm-hmm. I feel very curious about what it is that is telling me. And if I really access it right now in this present moment, I think what I'm really wanting to learn and what I really want to know or my higher self is telling me is it's okay. You can breathe, relax. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's all take a breath with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're talking about energy and I believe that's part of how you work as well. Do you do energy healing or? Yes. And so I've done, I, yeah, definitely do energy work and um, movement of energy, release mm-hmm. of stuck energies, energy clearings. And the piece that I also mentioned about tapping into your own inner knowing, your own inner wisdom also feels really important because mm. Yeah, I just had somebody that I work with the other day tell me, what do you think I should do? And we have been working together for several months now. And of course, I had ideas of what it is that I wanted her to do. And I felt so curious. And I felt like universe and spirit were guiding me to say, well, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, I, I think that I need to do this ritual. I think that I need to, to do this, write these things down and burn it. And I was like, wow. I felt so um, in awe of her and the way that she has connected to, she just knew what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, yes, I do my own hands-on energy clearing, but really I feel so excited about when people start to just know what to do on their own too, because they've accessed that intuition. Mm. So it sounds like in a way you're really uh, unleashing or unlocking people's capability to do that for themselves, that, that that's part of your role is to empower your clients to, to find their way, to find their source. Mm. That definitely feels aligned. Yeah. The empowerment piece. Mm-hmm. and finding their own voice and their own source that yeah that feels really aligned to my my value and how I feel I give to the world and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and I do I appreciated your statement at the beginning about uh disavowing any status as guru or expert oh. and I I do think that we really are being called away from that model of you know the the top down and Mm -hmm. it really is more that we all have something to offer and we all have something to learn so it's it's much more how i how perhaps i show you how to turn this light switch on and you show me how to turn that light switch on 
within us and and it's much more i think a feminine model of um whether it's awakening together or healing together or rising together what whatever you want to call it but mm -hmm. it's my sense i agree with you too and i i really to me i i didn't actually know this was going to come up and <laughs> i had a sense last night when i was just pondering and in my musings and uh-huh we've been so long in this really masculine energy archetypal energy of living and i really feel like our transition of the whole of humanity is will be led by feminine energy and the awakening that it is that you're speaking of mm -hmm. yes and it's interesting because so this episode we're still in the end of 2019 but this episode will be coming out this will be the very first episode yeah. in the new decade amazing yeah so it feels um significant to me that we're kind of ushering in the new decade with kind of waving in the rearview mirror to that to that old form of the top-down guru patriarchy model and we're ushering in a different way and we're remembering the wisdom of the ancestors as we do so I love that you said that we're waving in the rear view. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. There like, was something that, yeah. <laughs> there was, yeah, there's this thing that I always say that feels really present for me as you're talking about um disavowing. Uh-huh. And the top down. Yes. The, I think the first thing that I always try to tell people when I talk about how I work is that I believe that you're the expert of your own experience. Mm -hmm. I can't be that. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's a certain guide that it is that I hold both of us as. But yeah, I, I felt that for myself. And so I want to give that to others. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be challenging for people. They don't necessarily want to own that. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely true. And I, I think that can be challenging for many of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. We, we all have those moments and days when we just want someone to tell us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That is so true. Just tell me what to do. Just tell me what's true. <laughs> so. uh, if it were only that simple. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and would love to hear, because I know when we f first spoke, it's been over a month ago now, I, I know we had talked about the ancestors and for you, the role that has taken in your own healing journey. And I, I just wanted to circle back to that and see if we could revisit some of your story. Absolutely, I'm happy to talk about that. I love talking about my ancestors, <laughs> <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, well, I'm thinking of, there's, there's a lot, and what feels, what feels most present is yeah, I, I got started on this journey because 
I became very curious about what did people in Nicaragua practice before they were colonized? Mm. Like, what was it like before Catholicism? Mm -hmm. And um, it was difficult to read in a text. And I think that's its own. I mean, I'm sure there are texts out there, but mm -hmm. I think the way that it impacted my journey was because I needed to learn it in community. Mm. I needed to be around other mentors and women that have, that have their own ways of knowing that have experienced it by spirit guiding them. Right. Direct experience. Uh -huh. You were saying, Oh, I said direct through their direct experience. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I knew that when my grandmother passed, she passed on my 21st birthday and we're very, very, very close. Mm -hmm. She lived in the same household as me. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was going to carry her with me in a really special way for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And then when I started to walk on this path, it felt like more and more messages were coming through about the way that she lived and then what she wanted for me and how she wanted things to be different. Mm. And when I think about my connection to my ancestors, it feels like there were many women before me that came and that were not able to express themselves fully or like be in their full power and truth. Mm-hmm for many reasons, but, you know, for, because of the patriarchy and other systems of oppression and colonization and class and money issues. And so when I came onto this path, I felt very strongly in working with them and listening for messages of, so how can I now honor what you went through while also letting go of that I'm not letting go of the pain as to forget it, but like mm -hmm. transmute it, trans transform it into something that feels empowering. Yes. Yes. And what brought you on the path, your path in the first place? Like what was the, oh, mm -hmm. is there an origin point? The, the one that always feels most pointed is I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Hmm. It's called mixed connective tissue disorder. It's very similar to lupus. Mm. And I was hospitalized. Mm. And it was very, very rough on me. Um, I was in my early 20s. This was a while ago now, several, several years ago. And it got to the point where I would tell, you know, I would ask my doctors, like, there has to be something else I could do you know, something else is happening here. I feel like it's, you know, at that time, the word that I was using was like, I feel like it's psychosomatic, mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's psychological. And they would just tell me, all I have for you are these medications. So you can take them or not. And that's kind of, you know, that's all I have. That's the best you can hope for. Mm -hmm. And they would tell me, you know, you're never going to live off of medication. It's going to be really difficult for you to get pregnant um, or to carry babies to full term. Don't work out. Like it was just really rigid 
it felt like almost like a closed door. Mm. Mm-hmm. And in my heart and in my being, I knew that there was more. Mm-hmm. I just knew that something psychological, something emotional, something spiritual is happening. Mm-hmm. So I got to go talk to somebody who knows what the heck is going on. Right. That can hold a different paradigm for you. One that allows you to be in life fully and not have to cut off such important parts of living, it sounds like. Yeah, it felt very much like a dismemberment. It really did. In mm. that you're taking, like, it felt like the system that it was that I was working in and that mm-hmm. we live in was like your mind is separate from your body, is separate from your spirit. And I hold the authority and I'm the one who knows about your well-being, as mm. the doctor was saying to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And deep down, I was like, no, that's not true. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, so is that's what launched you into exploring the other traditional ways of, of healing? or? Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it did. In when I met my mentor, it was several years after that, and I had been asking for, for guidance. And when I met my mentor, I told her, I... I have this autoimmune condition and I know that something is happening to me spiritually. And when she said, when she just acknowledged that that was true, I was like, okay, this is who I need to be working with. Mm. Cause everybody, no one else really was able to just affirm that that was the type of transformation that I was going through. And I, yeah, it was, it was definitely a moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it also sounds like just having her reflect that you knew the truth of you knew Mm -hmm. your truth. Yes. Yeah. It, it opened this door of, I can allow my, I can allow my intuition and I can allow my spirit to guide me and it's okay to listen to it. Mm. And that began the path of learning and apprenticing under her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Mm, I love that. Thank you. And I'm guessing that that is also what has spurred you on to to want to provide this kind of coaching to your clients as well. Yes, I would definitely say, again, like I feel so passionate about um, other people living out their possibility, their passion, their purpose, mm-hmm. all the P's. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many messages that we receive that say, don't do this, don't be like this, don't say this. And if I can just connect with somebody and have them see the possibility that they can really create a life that is filled with joy and purpose, Mm. releasing the, the doubt, the fear, and really stepping into the trust in themselves. Yes. I'm, I feel so, I just feel so 
fired up about that. <laughs> I, so I really do. I really do. Yeah. I just have this image of you like handing people a gift, you know, like a, a literal gift that they get to unopen and it's their authority to create their own life or their um, capacity to, to, to do it their way. Yeah, I'm really, I'm resonating with that image. And to, to me, if it's okay that I... Sure, of course. It, it almost feels like, um, like there's a gift in them already. Mm -hmm. And then it's just kind of like waiting to be seen, almost like... Um, like shining a light, like, oh, I didn't realize that that was there because it was in the shadows or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they had it all along. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I believe that you have come a long way since then. Do you, do you want to tell us what's changed since you first started doing that healing just in your own life? Sure, absolutely. Um, to bring the story full circle. Full circle, so to speak. yeah. I was also, I love that you're so connected because I was also feeling like I <laughs> I, I dropped it off <laughs> right at the beginning. Um, yeah, it was, it was many years that I worked with my mentor and have had different mentors since then. And it's been a journey in self-discovery and awareness um, and really allowing myself to step into a courageous um, and powerful self that mm -hmm. feels true. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like is um, just releasing bits and pieces of the stories that I've carried from my family stuff, mm -hmm. responsibilities that have been placed on me as a woman, mm -hmm. as a member of my family, as a member of this society. Um, and yeah, it's, I've taken a pretty hard look in the mirror and understood how I've, how I've contributed to my own health stuff and then also mm. like how I can how that's also been how the outside has also impacted that and my lineage has also impacted that mm -hmm. um to the point where I mean now I feel that it is very dormant or um the disorder you mean Yes, the autoimmune mm -hmm. condition feels uh -huh. really um, asleep, if you will. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and I really, I, the, what I attribute that to is a lot of intention and a lot of prayer. Mm. Um, and when I say prayer, I mean in whatever capacity it is that you call it and whatever it is that you name it, right? just the um, 
the in, the sacred intentions that it is that I'm I'm putting forth. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I would mm-hmm. I would say even use the words like spiritual technology like yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's beyond your your grandmother's version of prayer although it might she might have been using spiritual technology i mean that in the you know kind of in the more global sense of exactly yeah (laughs) she was a very devout catholic and i'm not yes uh, anymore and what i will say though is that there is something to be said around what I'm, what I'm learning and relearning and continuing to learn is like how um, I can really embody discipline in a new way that feels good. And that allows me to continue to sustain a life where I can give the gift of, of this, like continue to give of myself and also sustain. Right. Sustainably give. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't really happen without giving to myself first. So, right. Know. And aren't we all still learning that lesson? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how many of us as women are have that one down pat? I don't know that <laughs> any of us do yet. So. Yeah. Life lifelong learning. Yes. <laughs> right. So thank you for bringing that one up again. <laughs> Uh, so I want to also ask you about just your commitment to working with people of color and, and what that, you know, what that means for you or how, how that, how that perhaps might be different from not working with exclusively people of color. I love that you're asking that question. And I feel that this is something that happened organically. Mm-hmm. And while I knew or while I felt in my heart when I started on this path that I felt like this is something that I may want to do, I may only want to work exclusively with people of color. And like, mm-hmm. so the question, of course, is then do I say that? Um, and to me, the reason why that felt really important is because learning the histories of um, migration and colonization and a lot of what I studied in school and what I experienced in community, it felt Mm -hmm. important to provide a place or provide a space where there is somebody holding space for another that can reflect back and and looks like them and that's not the only thing that feels important but it has historically felt important to me Um, and so there was that question that I was sitting with and really like once I started to name that yeah I actually really feel very passionate about working with people of color um it kind of just happened like (laughs) (laughs) they started showing up is that what you're saying it was like it was like I was listening to who was coming to me and I was like okay like okay universe like I hear you you're (laughs) you're affirming my suspicion (laughs) so um that's kind of how it's that's kind of how it's been happening it's not the only group that I work with but also Uh there's a lot of 
Latinx women who I work with. And that just feels so fulfilling to me. It feels mm-hmm. so right, if you know what I mean. Like it just yes. feels really aligned. Yes. Well, it's, it's like healing a wound that you are familiar with and that, uh, is, is perhaps a common wound Mm -hmm. for that community or bringing, bringing healing or bringing like your soul medicine, just as each for each of us, our soul medicine can tend the the wounds of others who resonate with that same wound so yeah it makes perfect sense yeah i appreciate the way that you said that thank you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you're welcome so what else would what what else are you feeling drawn to speak about or to share with us today if you check into your inner wisdom what's present Mm. yeah i i wish i could like pick one thing Mm -hmm. yeah so no pressure i just have this sense of there's something that you have to bring that I may not know to ask about, so. Yeah, there's one thing, so there's two things that come up Mm -hmm. as you ask me that question, and one totally just escaped my mind, so it must be the (laughs) other thing that I'm supposed to talk about. And it, you know, it actually feels, oh, I remember now, okay. It does feel a little bit one is this idea of constantly learning. And I know that we mentioned this, but I was just, when you were talking earlier, I was feeling so much appreciation for how much it is that I also learn when I'm working with others. Mm. And there are always messages that are coming through. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was really appreciating, just feeling a lot of gratitude to just be able to work in this way. Mm, yes and this idea is so funny that it already has come up when we were talking about my grandmother and discipline and Catholicism is that it has come up again and we talked a little bit about you know the end of the the end of the year the end of the decade and going into 2020 and when I was doing my new moon intentions I was writing about how discipline can be transformed. Mm. And that just really feels like it's up for me right now. Like it's Mm. really, I'm in this transformative process around how I hold the balance of masculine and feminine in me. Yes. Mm. Yes. I appreciate that. And, and I am, I'm right with you there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, the the definition I love of I can't remember if it's even discipline or commitment, but I I kind of hold them as connected is is really just about remembering what it is you want mm-hmm. and allowing that 
you know, to guide the behavior so that kind of staying, staying disciplined or committed or, um, I also use the word devoted, uh, that, that all those things feel resonant in terms of bringing in that masculine presence from within us to, to guide our choices and behavior to, to keep that North Star focus on where we want to go. I love that. I love that you said that. And I just feel so grateful mm. that you shared that too. And that is how it, that is how it feels. It's, I'm in this process of shedding this idea that I have to show up in a certain way or like dress a certain way or mm-hmm. be a certain authority um, of, and know the answers um, to certain questions. Mm-hmm. And while there are things that I know, there's a certain energy behind those types of ways of showing up that I feel like can be very um, mm, no longer serving me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think so, I- yeah. I think I get what you're saying. Yes, it's, there's some, yeah, distortion or way that it's stale or it served its purpose and you're moving into something more alive that, that has less to do with being an authority in those ways. Yeah. And the remembering piece about, I love that you said remembering what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. It just feels so true in that my focus is on how I can show up for community. So mm-hmm. with that purpose in mind, like everything feels like the shift feels easier than it has historically for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Let's celebrate that. Yay. <laughs> I mean, easier as in, I mean, there's an ease to it, but yeah, it doesn't <laughs> feel like I'm white knuckling it. Yeah. Right. The struggle, less struggle. Yeah. It's like surrendering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I am in, I, I'm feeling a strong call to ask you about motherhood because I know you are uh-huh. a mother. And so I, how does that weave into all these pieces we've been talking about? Oof, it's so <laughs> there. It's every, it's all of it. It's everywhere. It's mm-hmm. like I could have never birthed Makai, my beautiful baby, who is now going to be 10 months in a few days. <clears throat> I feel even emotional. I feel like emotion coming through just even talking about it because without this connection that as I reflect on just being able to bring Makai into the world, I feel just really, I feel emotion coming up. Yeah. I feel really grateful without the connection to my inner knowing and that power, it would have been, it would have been more challenging and without these 
ways of knowing without this practice that it is that I have to the indigenous medicine. Mm-hmm. I, because I held pregnancy and motherhood as almost like a transformation. Well, it is not almost like it is a transformation, but not just in the transformation of I'm now becoming a mother, but right, right. Then the 10 months of gestation as this is my ceremonial time to prepare to birth. Mm. Um, yeah, there was something about that that felt like I could leave parts of myself behind mm. and bring myself fully into a new being for mm-hmm. him and mm-hmm. for myself. Mm. Yeah, so that connection to your inner wisdom allowed you to go through the pregnancy and the birth from that state of being and welcoming in your own new being as, as you were welcoming in this new baby being as well. Yes. I have, I had a beautiful, wonderful, amazing, powerful doula who told me that um, the first time you give birth, um, it's more challenging or it's more challenging because you're also birthing the mother. Mm. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and as you are mothering Makai now, is there anything that was surprising or unexpected that you, <laughs> you hadn't realized going into this? Um, oh, I would probably say everything. <laughs> I kind of knew you were going to say that. That's not why I asked. But yeah, it, we just don't know what it's like, do we? To, no. to we walk through that doorway. <laughs> yes, it's. I constantly said that to other moms. I was like, oh, or to other, yeah, my own mother, other moms. It's like, oh, it's really different on this side. <laughs> okay. And I, I can assure you, from fifteen years down the road, it continues to be that way. <laughs> it's always a new surprise of like, oh, I had no idea it was going to be like this. <sighs> I, I think for me, it has been an invitation for call to presence and surrender. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> now I'm having my own <coughs> throat issues. <coughs> yeah, call to presence and surrender. Yeah, that, that's beautifully said. Uh, and I can just imagine, because I've seen a photo of your, of your son, mm-hmm. and I can just see those beautiful brown eyes and, and that look and, and him in a way like beckoning you to be present and to, to surrender to what the two of you are walking together and, and with your partner as well, so. Yes, that's how it, that is exactly, you, yeah, that's exactly how it feels. And his mm-hmm. eyes are like, I don't know where those eyes came from. <laughs> <laughs> They're like little universes like you said, and Mm -hmm. what it is that I'm committing to. And 
I get to reshape that. I get to revisit it like every in every moment. And sometimes that feels really hard. And sometimes it feels more aligned, but it, there is that point of surrender that is, that feels just really alive. Mm-hmm. Mm. So just as you said that, the, I saw a red tail hawk fly by. So I, I think we're, we're on to something there. Wow. Yeah. So we, we do need to start to bring this to a close and I, I want to just share with our listeners that you have a generous offer that you wanted to share with them if they want to take you up on it. So do you want to explain a little bit about your free gift, your free offering? I would love to. Yes. I want to offer to the listeners, um, anybody that feels called, I have a free 30 minute energy alignment, energy coaching session that I'd like to gift to you. Um, it's with me via, via video. And in the session, we do a deep dive into any energetic imbalances. We connect to clarity, to, to your truth, and then we map out how to connect you to your power. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, that's very generous. So I want to tell the listeners that if you're listening to this, either via Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean, the place to access the free gift is on the podcast page of my website, which is revolutionaryheart.com. So you can access it there. And I will have all the links for Claudia. I will have her website, which is also posted in the show notes for you, which is claudiaparataenergy.com. But we have her Instagram and her Facebook. So all those links are on the website podcast page. So again, if you're listening through those other channels, you can check it out there if you want to access her free gift. And if people want to know more about you, they can follow you on Instagram and on Facebook and check out your website. Yes? Yes, definitely. I would love that. Good. Good. So is there, I I want to thank you for, for taking the time to be with us and just sharing what's coming through you and the, the, and and also walking through the uh, kind of the portal portal of 2020 with me, like you're yeah. the my first guest to do that. So I want to thank you for that. Yes, and I can I also just say thank you so much for of course connecting with me in such a genuine and authentic way, and yes, and allowing me to also share space and walk through the portal with you and it feels really special and timely that we get to do it right now i agree i agree and i thank you Mm -hmm. oh my great great pleasure and i just want to see is there anything else that you feel guided to share with our listeners before we close some morsel of wisdom or truth that just is like ready to be expressed you know, really, I, I just want to express gratitude. Mm. 
Yeah, I just feel really grateful. And yeah, the, the one thing that feels true is just, um, yeah, I feel excited to connect with you and then with your listeners. Mm-hmm. I feel really open to connection mm-hmm. with everybody uh, that's listening. Um, so I'd like to invite that in. Um, yeah, and just thank you. That just feels that just feels true. All right. Well, I'm I'm doing the deep bow. You can't see it, of course. But <laughs> I'm doing the deep bow. And I I think you will appreciate this. So I of course want to thank our dear listeners for taking their time to be with us and want to bless your 2020 and this new decade as as we're all starting out together. And I I think you might appreciate this, Claudia, but I always close with the Hafiz quote, which is the reminder to always trust what your heart knows. Beautiful. Yes. 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 I love that. We can't hear that reminder enough, in my opinion. I couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) All right. So until next time, listeners, reminder, always trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts.